0: that wasn't it. What was it
1: then? (laughs) You said it wrong. Welcome to a penny for your thoughts. Brought to you by happy life studios. Now here's Steve-O and Nina.
0: What's up everybody. You have found a penny for your thoughts. You have found your happy place amidst all the garbage going on out there. I'm Steve Hayes. And this is my co-host, the star of the show, Mrs. Nina McCaffrey. How are you, Nina?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm trying to hang in there.
0: <laughs> All right. So Nina, you know, we've been doing several episodes now on a penny for your thoughts and dealing with anxiety. I thought you were the like at one per- time I talked to a, a, a fellow happy lifer and I was asking them a question and she replied to me, she says, Don't ask me, you're the happy guy, you know. So, but you're you're the what did you say, the anxiety girl? I mean, you're, the, you're the, the lady that kicked anxiety's butt. And yet, when I ask you how you're doing, I, first of all, I love the fact that you're honest with me. You didn't say, oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. I hate that. That's a pet peeve of mine. I think the first thing we got to do is we got to realize how, we're, how we are, right? How we're feeling, how we're doing, if we can get better at that. But you just said, well, I'm doing okay. So, but you're the, you're, the, you're the lady that kicked anxiety's butt. So you still struggle with
1: anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> Last night when Tim and I went to bed I was I was literally crying in bed. Wow. Why do I have anxiety? Why do I have to struggle with this? And his response is, We everybody has something they struggle with. And that's my struggle.
0: And I think struggle is struggle no matter what you're going through. Your struggle isn't me. I mean, th- we, we view it on different levels. Like, I'm not struggling like they're struggling, but still, struggle is still struggle. Hurt is still hurt. Pain is still pain, you know? And we shouldn't feel bad for the struggles that we're going through and try to compare them to other people's struggles, right? But.
1: Well, I was doing that last night.
0: <laughs> were you? Okay. Talk to me. Tell us. So,
1: yeah, I think just with everything going on in the world right now, um, you know, like all the politics and the the uh, the whole racial tension and the pandemic and out here in California like we're still basically shut down and it's been like this for six seven months and, and the
0: fires have you do you have the fires down there right
1: we have two fires near us we're like right in the middle and so. We've got really bad air quality right so now. So do we.
0: They're saying you shouldn't even go outside. I was supposed to go power wash my mother-in-law's house. And she's like, they're saying you not supposed to even work where it's all red on the map around me, you know, that's not unsafe to go out. The other day we came outside and I was thinking, oh, it's just overcast because we're in Seattle, right? No, I'm in a That's not overcast. That's smoke. In fact, it was yellow outside. It was freaky. I mean, it was like someone put a filter on the outside and it was yellow. And uh, I had to struggle with not getting anxious over that.
1: Well, yeah, and I am struggling with not getting uh, resentful (laughs) because everything out here has been shut down for six, seven months, so there's nowhere to go anyways, and it's like, man, we can't even, at least for the last week, we can't even go outside because our air quality is so bad, so life, at least for us down here, my family, everything has changed a lot since you know, COVID started, and it's really been very difficult for me. You know, it was funny. Tim and I went out on a date on Saturday, and we're talking specifically about all the issues going on in California because things are getting pretty crazy out here. And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? All this stuff going on out here." He's like, "You know what? I do. It doesn't really bother me because I don't really think about it." <laughs> and I'm just like. Man, I'd like to have that.
0: <laughs> Would that be nice?
1: <laughs> and for me, I'm just like everything that's been going on has affected me emotionally, and it's affected me a lot emotionally. Like, so, I'm,
0: so that that means it's been draining from your emotional tank.
1: Yeah, I'm. I've been anxious. I've been depressed. I've been angry, worried, and I think it's just compounded because I'm home all the time, and I've yes. got.
0: And you're my homeschooling kids. three kids that have yeah. high energy, kindergartner, yeah. second grader, fourth grader, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, you know, our kids' school is closed. So I've got three kids at home and there's nowhere to go. And are you lot-
0: realizing how powerful our teachers are, how amazing they are?
1: Well, yeah, I knew that anyways, because Tim's <laughs> <was a laughs> nice teacher. But, but yeah, and, um, you know, at least a lot of my personal friends, I haven't seen them in months because you know they don't because of the pandemic they kind of want to stay away and so emotionally I have had a very hard time trying to cope with everything so hence why I was crying last night when Tim and I went to bed and um,
0: you know speaking <laughs> of that too like when Tim said oh, I just don't think about it you know you know for all the all the ladies out there um, you know, when you ask your husband or your man or your friend or your son or whatever, it's a male, when you ask a male, what are you thinking about? And they say nothing. They're telling you the truth. I mean, they're, they're not thinking of anything. And I wish I was that way. I'm not like I tell everybody in our relationship, my wife is the dude. I'm the babe, right? I function more like a chick. She functions more like the guy. And so what I would give to just have someone ask me, what are you thinking about and be able to tell them nothing, especially in times like this. So some people maybe won't understand it, but you and I, I mean, we, we get into life emotionally, man. We, I mean, that's a big part of our engine A big part is the, the emotional side of things.
1: It's a huge part of who I am. And um, so when I told him last night, man, I wish like, why do I have to struggle with this? It's because I was, I was just feeling anxious. And um, I think we talked about this in the podcast, which I haven't even listened to yet, but I think I remember saying it when we recorded that when we go through a stressful period in our life, it's normal for us to kind of have a flare up of anxiety. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what I'm going through. Um, you know, but when you have a flare up of anxiety about one thing, it, it, it affects, you know, a lot of different areas of your life and it kind of makes just day-to-day living a little bit more difficult and sometimes like I just get sick and tired of it (laughs) like
0: right and you want the pain to go away so you're like instead of praying the prayer God help me to be stronger to handle this more Our, our first prayer usually is God take this away I don't like the pain I want it to go away
1: yeah so sometimes like like yesterday I just get tired I'm like man like I hate having to struggle with this from time to time. Now it's not like it was, it's not all the time, but when I do, when it does flare up, it's like, man, like, why do I have to be like this? Why do I have to yeah. struggle with this? Like, I wish I didn't have to struggle with this. Like, why can't I be like you, Tim, where I'm just calm and I don't need to think about it. Nothing mm-hmm. phases me, but Tim doesn't live in his emotions <laughs> like, like I do. And so, um, that, so that's one thing that I feel like God's really trying to teach me again—a refresher course with everything going on—is learning, not just learning how to cope, because I'm trying to cope with everything. Uh, there was a one thing we said in our anxiety class: is people with anxiety, it's not the problem; isn't that we don't know how to cope? It's like the problem instead is over coping with everything. Whoa. Trying to cope with everything. Like the other day, I felt like God had me stop and really examine my thoughts. And I'm like, man, like, I've been beating myself up because I've gained 10 pounds during this whole quarantine.
0: That's why they call it the COVID-19, you know.
1: (laughs) know. (laughs) I've been beating myself up because I don't quite have this school thing down with the kids or I haven't kept my house clean or... And the list goes on and on and on. And I just felt like I was like, man, why are you so hard on yourself? Like, yes. calm down. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. And wow. especially with the context, every everything going on, I just felt like God re- just told me, you are too hard on yourself. Wow. And the only person that you're trying to be perfect for is yourself. <laughs> and that is so true. That's like, huge. The- Nobody else cares if my house is clean. Like nobody no one else, else
0: even sees it, right? Because <laughs> no one coming knows,
1: over. This is that I gained ten pounds. Like, and so I feel that God has really showed me. Like I'm trying to cope with everything, and in the process, I'm I'm beating myself up when yeah. I feel like I can't cope. And so He's just teaching me daily this week, last week to really. Let some things go.
0: That's and- a powerful concept. I mean, that's, a, that's a, that makes me think. I've never heard that before, but yeah, over-coping.
1: There's some things that I just really feel like I have to just literally let it go and not care. <laughs> and so, for example, like... Good for you. Gaining 10 pounds, because all, all of our dooms are closed. So what I did was like, okay, I went online and I ordered like a, like a little stair-stepper thing. Um, get some cardio in, and it got delivered yesterday. So it's like, you know what? I'll have Tim help me put it together. We'll put it in our room. That's something I can do. But you know what? I have to realize in the grand scheme of things, like 10 pounds isn't a lot. It'll come off quick once I get back into a routine. And it's normal to have gained weight when my whole routine got turned upside down, the jeans got closed. Right,
0: right. And it'll come back off. You'll get it back off.
1: Beating you' beating myself up. So things like that, for example, I just feel like I was like, let it go. Just let it go. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's okay that that happened because look at the context of your life yeah. right
0: now. The way I look at it is like life is hard enough the way it is. I mean, life is great and life is happy, but it's also difficult, you know? And like right now with all the stuff that's going on, I feel like we're carrying these backpacks, but you add – all the racial stuff going on and you, you add all the driver the stuff going on everything being closed and homeschooling kids at home. And there's so many, I mean, we could go on probably for another five minutes of all the things and just begin to scratch the surface. But all those things are like things that are in our, you know, in our backpack. And then we already have enough already as it is, but then what do we do? We add more to our backpack, you know, <laughs> and we add, cause we overcope over coping I just love that I'm always like you know I'm always telling myself why am I feeling this way you know I'm asking my wife why am I feeling this way And she says babe everyone's feeling like that right now and I just love that whole concept of over coping and and I also love your honesty because I know sometimes you feel like man I've come so far on this thing I'm the happy guy I should be happy right or I'm the woman that that kicked anxiety's butt i mean in my life it 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 was kicking your butt and you you turned it you turned it you you're you're rocky you're sylvester Stallone, man you were you're you beat apollo creed i mean and 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 now it's even more of because now you're on the podcast now we're putting out stuff on you right and now you're known as you know this this woman who conquered anxiety so then when it comes back you're like wait a minute i thought i learned this already Wait a minute! I thought you know, and you get disappointed in yourself, but you can't get disappointed because that's what I was trying to say. Is that I love the fact that you are honest and open up to tell us. Here's a woman that you kicked anxiety's butt, but how comforting it is to me to know that that? And I feel bad saying this, but that you were with your husband crying the other night, just you had had enough, and anxiety was was picking on you, man. It was, you know. And I love the the fact that you're honest with that and you're going here, but yeah, it still comes back. It's still something that we have to deal with. No one gets a handle on it and is like perfect with it. Tim has his issues. He has to deal with too. They're just different than what your issues are, you know? And I love the fact that you talked about how difficult it was for you. I just, and then I I applaud you for that.
1: Thank you. And the neat thing is, so last night, you know, I was crying to Tim and, um, I woke up this morning, and I felt better. And today wow. was actually a really good day wow <laughs> and I think it's because I cried, and like yesterday, I just felt like God was whispering in my ear, like I was feeling so frustrated, and like last night, and i I really feel like God said, "You just need to cry, like yeah. you just need to let it let it come out and um
0: we shouldn't be surprised at that either because over the weekend it's been coming on for a while, but my back got whacked. I mean, it was, I could, I could hardly move and it was getting really bad. And when I went to bed thinking, Oh man. And I I tend to, my mind tends to, I, I'm great at imagination. I'm great at create, creating, but the downside of that is I can over-worry. I can over, what do you say, over-cope, you know, and I went to bed going, oh, man, after I sleep in bed all night, I'm really going to be hurting, but I woke up the next day and my back was way better. It was still, the pain was still there, but it was way better. That's the same thing with you is that you dealt with your emotional pain by talking about it and revealing it to to someone very close to you and saying, here's, I'm struggling, right? And then when you woke up the next morning, it was much better because you dealt with it. You looked at it. So let me ask you this question. So I think that's part of the whole solution. So give give our, our watchers, our listeners right now, give them, you know, when you get in a situation like this, are there some steps that you take to overcome this? And I think you just tagged on one right there.
1: Well, first, yeah, to really let my anxiety out, and my stress out, like, I just got to cry. And Honestly, at least yesterday, trying to talk to God about how I was feeling was very draining. It's like, I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want to explain to you how I'm feeling. And like, I just feel like He told me, like, you don't have to tell me. Like, I know how you feel. Mm. Just try it out. Wow. Honestly, trying to sit there and speak a prayer or talk to Him in my head and say, okay, God, I'm feeling this way because, like, you have like energy the energy to do energy, that. That took a lot of mental energy for the moment. And I felt like God just gave me the permission to cry my feelings out, cry my frustration. I don't have to try and put it into words and make it sound nice.
0: <laughs> so and you
1: I did, and I I feel better today. So
0: you, you gotta see it first, right? You see that you're struggling. You see that you're in you're admitting it. You're seeing it. When you're talking to Tim, what you're doing was you're admitting you are seeing that. You, here's my situation. I am struggling with anxiety, and I don't want to be struggling with anxiety. And I'm disappointed that I'm struggling with anxiety. Maybe I'm angry that I'm struggling with anxiety, but I don't want to. But you see it first, right?
1: Yeah, and and last night, like we had laid down to go to bed, and I knew that I had to talk to Tim. Like I I have to talk about how I'm feeling, or else I'm just it's going to bottle up inside. And like I really contemplated not saying anything or bringing it up because he didn't ask me how I'm feeling.
0: Wow. Did you want him to? Or were you hoping he was going to ask you?
1: Yeah. And sometimes I don't open up about how I'm feeling because so like subconsciously I'm waiting for somebody to ask me, how are you doing? And then yeah. I'll. Do, ah! <laughs>
0: yeah. Right.
1: And, and so, sometimes,
0: but sometimes we wait and then if they don't ask, then we never, and, I think part of your, you're doing a little better because you, you spoke it, you said it. Right.
1: And so I've, I just realized, like, literally this thought went through my head, like, you cannot wait for him to ask you how you're feeling because you know your husband, he's going to be asleep in five seconds, and you're going to take all this to bed with you. And so it's like, okay, you know what, Tim, I need to tell you how I'm feeling. I need to talk. And got it all out there. Um, And that really, really helped to, to not just, like, keep ignoring, pushing it off, but to really acknowledge, okay this is what I'm struggling with emotionally. Like these are the thoughts I'm worrying about. This is what I'm worrying about to really acknowledge it. And I learned this in my class is we'll start with a negative thought. And then we, we, it's like a negative thought is like a seed and we water it with more negative thoughts. And then it grows and grows and grows. And before you know it, you basically have this snowball of negative thoughts and they just, they get out of control in your mind. And then the end result is you're left feeling anxious and worried and angry. And so
0: how do you stop that then? What do you do?
1: So that has definitely been, been me the last couple of weeks. Like I've just, the last couple of weeks I've been in a really bad mood because I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm bitter about everything going on and I didn't recognize it for a week or two. And then, um, God just really tapped me on my my heart on my shoulder and said, "Look at the way you're thinking, like like you're feeding this thought. This thought will pop into your head and you feed it. You need you need to cut it off. Stop feeding it. Stop watering it. And so, I think God is helping me become very aware again of how what I'm thinking. And so, like we said, you have to see it. So recognizing and it takes practice, but recognizing when a negative thought pops into your head. And the more that you practice it, the sooner you're going to recognize it. Oh, so you see thought.
0: it. And then when you recognize that thought, so you are in it for a while, didn't even recognize it, right? But yeah. all of a sudden one day you're like, why am I so crabby? Why am I so negative? Why am I being, that's not who Nina is, right? So why am I acting that way? So you see it first, right? Yep. You see yep. the negative thought. Then after you see the negative thought, what's the next step that you do? Is there another step that you take?
1: And so what, what I've been doing, um, and I literally did this the other day, and this is one technique that I learned when I went through my journey, is when you notice, like, a snowball of negative thoughts that are about to, to take off and, and run its course, you have to stop that train of thought. And so what I do, and I've, I've always done this since my recovery, is when I recognize it, I will say out loud, stop. Does that really work? It does for me. And like the other day I was in the bathroom, uh, you know, getting ready. And I noticed that I was starting to think negatively about something. And like I stopped and I looked at myself in the mirror, like straight in my eyes in the mirror. And I said, stop. And then like everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, because so, all those negative thoughts, it's easy to go. Oh man, it's never going to You speak those out loud. You think those out loud and we think nothing of it, but it feeds that, that bad seed. So in the same way. When you say, stop it. See, the reason I said, does that really work? Cause I'm thinking there's some people out there that are listening, that are watching, that are going, whatever. You don't just tell it to stop it, but it does work because I've done that myself. And there's something about speaking that word out loud. It changes your direction.
1: Yeah. Because, When I'm thinking negatively, a lot of it is very – I don't even recognize that I'm doing it. It's very involuntary. It's very subconscious. And before I know it, I'm like, why do I feel anxious? And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've been – you know, and the reason why I can get to that point is is because it becomes a habit. And you don't even recognize it. When you practice recognizing it, the more you practice, the sooner you're going to recognize it. And then – When you say a word out loud, like, stop, really, like, physiologically, there's something that goes on. Like, it literally stops your train of thinking. Wow. And something that I like to compare it to is self-control. Now, I grew up in the church, and the only time that I ever heard (laughs) that is when we took our – or when we were taught about purity or saving sex for marriage and controlling your body. And so I always – Like, I just grew up thinking, well, that's what self-control means. Um, And it's like, you know, talking about struggles, that's not something I ever struggled with. And so I think growing up, I'm like, well, what does that have to do with me? Self-control, that doesn't apply to me. But when I took this class, we talked about the verse, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power. And then a lot of times we hear in a sound mind. Right. But there's another translation where they replace sound mind with self-control. Wow. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And so for the first time in my life, it's like, wow, this fruit of the Spirit has become very relevant to my life. Because, you know, just growing up in the church, I always thought, well, self-control means control yourself before you're married. And it's like, no, that's not the only so thing. much
0: more than that. Yeah, right. It
1: is And so for me, I, I recognize Long ago, wow, like I let my thoughts control me and I let them run wild and I let them dictate my emotions. I let them dictate my day, my choices.
0: And you're saying the way to stop that is to simply say, stop it. Yeah. Say it out loud. Stop it. Stop thinking that way. It's not true.
1: And when you can say it out loud, speak to yourself, cut the thought off and literally interrupt your train of thought, that is to me a form of self-control. I had to practice that, and it was very, very hard in the beginning. But I would practice that. I would talk to myself out loud, the opposite of what I was thinking. I would try to speak life into myself, and that helped me really develop self-control, controlling this thing up here. Because this thing, I know for me, got me into a world of hurt and into a lot of trouble with my anxiety. And so for me, saying out loud, I know it sounds so easy, but it really works. And if it were that easy, then why haven't I been doing it right. this whole time? You right. know? So,
0: so what I'm hearing you say is that you see it
1: mm-hmm. then you
0: stop it. Then you speak the opposite. Yeah. See it, stop it, speak the opposite. That's a powerful tool to put in your backpack right
1: there. And for those of us with anxiety, who let our thoughts control us, That right there is developing self-control. That's the money.
0: And that's the answer to a happy life. That's an answer to getting a handle on not just anxiety, but fear, worry, anger, discouragement, sadness, bitterness, right? See it, whether it's bitterness or anger or anxiety or fear, see it, stop it, say it to yourself, stop that, stop it. And then you tell yourself the opposite. Can exactly. you give me a real quick example? Come up with a thought that you're that one thing that was making you cry last night with Tim. How did you stop it, and how did you say the opposite? Can you just give us a real quick example?
1: So because I'm having an anxiety flare-up, um, this is something I don't usually struggle with, but the last few times that I've gone to the orthodontist to get my braces you know, adjusted, I have felt very anxious, almost panicky sitting there in the dentist chair and it's like I never feel that way. But since all of this has been going on and it's increased anxiety inside of me, that's just one way how anxiety is affecting my everyday life is just going to the dentist is difficult. So that's what I was crying to Tim about last night. And the other day when I was worrying about it, I that's when I looked in the mirror and I said, Nina stop it. There is nothing to fear. You're going to be fine. And you can choose not to be anxious. You don't have to be anxious about this. It's a choice that you can make. And if you don't want to be anxious in the dentist chair, you don't have to be. (laughs) Um, I love that. And also, I had to tell myself, like, this isn't a big deal. Like, you go to the dentist all the time. People go to the dentist all the time. You're going to walk out of there alive. And I just have to remind myself that this is all built up in my mind. Right on. I can do this. So know? I
0: want to say to our watchers and our listeners, you should do that right now. I mean, you should say it with me. What is it that you're struggling with? See it. See what that thing is. Are you, are you angry? Are you grumpy? Are you bitter? Are you scared? Are you anxious? I mean, everyone's feeling that way right now, right? So it's okay to admit it. You got to see it. You got to admit it. If you don't admit it, you can't help it. So see it and then stop it. You need to say right now, even if you just do it under your breath, Uh, if you're in a crowded room then say it in your mind, but you need to say, stop it. And then as soon as you get a chance to, and you're away from people, you should say, stop it. Just tell yourself, stop it. And then tell yourself the opposite. It's going to be okay. We've made it through this stuff before. It's not a big deal. I'm going to make it. And so you see it, you say it, then you speak the opposite.
1: Speak life to yourself.
0: (laughs) Speak life to yourself and stop being so hard on yourself. Well, Nana. That's awesome. That is an amazing penny for your thoughts. That's a thought right there that we can live with. Say it or see it, say it, speak the opposite. That wasn't it. (laughs) What was it then? You said it wrong. No, see it.
1: See it, stop it.
0: Stop it. There you go. Say the opposite. (laughs) See, good. I'm glad you pointed that out. See it, stop it. Say the opposite. Come on, everyone with me. See it, stop it. Say the opposite. And that's going to help you with your anxiety. Thanks, Nina, so much for giving us your time. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Make sure you tag people in this that you know that are going through a hard time, difficult time, which is basically all of us right now. Make sure you share this and let people know about it because we're here to be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. So thanks, Nina.
1: You're welcome. Happy last Studio. Uh.